Welcome from the Music City Center, Nashville, Tennessee. We're here at the EMS World Expo, the largest EMS dedicated event in the world. This is EMS World Presents Stories from Expo. Your story continues here. Hello, I'm Aaron Gutzman with uh, EMS Garage and EMS World Podcast. We have uh, kind of come together as one uh, in Nashville, Tennessee at EMS World Expo. And I am with... What Curtis is your name? Olson. Curtis Olson. Nice to meet you. I should probably introduce myself. Uh, that's okay, you did. Uh, and Curtis <laughs> is here. It, you are. You have a poster presentation? Uh, no, right? a lecture tomorrow morning. A lecture uh, on how to I'm, stay awake during the night shift. That's yep. not a problem I have because I, I haven't worked nights in a long time, thankfully. You're very lucky. But uh, caffeine, right? Just caffeine. Caffeine and other things, too. <laughs> I'm a, In addition to being working in healthcare, before I got my degree in healthcare, before I became a paramedic, before I became a nurse, I had an English lit degree, which was a huge uh, open door for me to work in a couple of coffee shops. <laughs> so I'm very passionate about coffee. I talk a lot about coffee in the lecture I'll be doing tomorrow. Sure, sure. Uh, another thing that I use quite a bit, not quite a bit, but a fair amount, is a medication called modafinil. It's a medication for narcoleptics. Mm. Uh, people who have uh, sleep apnea, people who are uh, maybe are taking opioids that are Appropriately, appropriately prescribed for them, but uh, get sedated from them. Uh, so I use that not on every night shift, but if, when I haven't had a chance to take a nap before going into a night shift, I'll take that. And it isn't a speedy amphetamine kind of awake, not that I know about amphetamine awake, but I know about too much coffee awake. It isn't <laughs> that, it is just this very four o'clock in the morning, wow, I'm awake kind of awake. And okay. I use it also when I drive long distances. I live in Nebraska. In Nebraska, a lot of drives are long distances. So I'll take that and go, don't get that nod off at the wheel between going from Lincoln on the east side of the state to Scotts Bluff way 300 miles on the other side of the state. So okay. it's very effective uh, when you, and I use it, I like to think appropriate, probably uh, maybe once every other week. And okay. it gets me through the tough times. But coffee is the mainstay. Sure, sure. Now, obviously, this is something you wouldn't recommend, say, oh, no need for sleep. Just pop a pill every night shift and no, you know, no, work six in a row. I have a whole other lecture I won't be giving at this conference yep. about how to get proper rest. And okay. uh, about every third weekend, I do Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, work a night shift, 7P to 7A. Then I have what I call the speed sleeping. I got to get proper amount of sleep between that 7A and then 7P when I got to go back in. So that is a whole other ball of wax. You can't, but your body needs sleep. Your brain needs sleep for, for, for performance. If you're oh, awake yeah. for more than Absolutely. 24 hours at a time, uh, you're basically, your judgment, your motor skills, all those sorts of th reaction times are all the same of, uh, as being the equivalent of working impaired. And that's improper too. So yes, you gotta get absolutely. through the night, but you gotta get proper rest between those shifts. So, is there is there more to it? I mean, is there is there system problems that can be that can be changed to, to help their providers? Well, let's say maybe you're not allowed to go from day shift to night shift to day shift, or currently I I work in an ER. I'm an ER nurse, so I okay. work overnight, seven P to seven A. Uh, I was on the fire department for a year. That was twenty fours. I couldn't tolerate <laughs> that. I had to leave and went back to school. And the main reason I couldn't tolerate it is I couldn't rest between calls at night. So I'm sitting there in the bunk room and everyone else has sleep apnea. Everyone else like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone else has no problem relaxing between calls. 
I'm just, I was, you know, brand new Proby, new paramedic. I was just like nervous. I was like, when's the next call going to come? So I couldn't get the rest I really needed on those 24s. So that's why uh, I went to nursing. Initially out of nursing school, I was in a, a regional burn center. For that, we did two weeks of days of 12-hour days and two weeks of 12-hour of nights. That is just was just a recipe for disaster too. I got through a year of that, uh, but just barely. So now I'm straight nights, three nights a week, and I can tolerate that. Yep. And I still have to get entrained with my family when I'm off because uh, they're on a day shift. Uh, but the 24s is difficult if you don't have that the ability to do it. I didn't have that talent of sleeping right away, but a lot of other people in the department did. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's not a problem I have, thankfully. But, um, so would you say, obviously, there are the there are uh, night nighttime people. Uh huh. Yes. I would absolutely. say uh, there's a as good or as big a group or as high a percentage of as there are night people. There are people that are people that are kind of forced to work nights as new new uh, probational. Um, or nights and days as probational EMTs yeah. or paramedics. Or just to make the money, they got to work those 24s. And they're yeah, up the to all 24 doing transport, your routine transports and things like that. And we've seen okay. how that leads to a lot of motor vehicle crashes and injured medics and, and injured patients. So what not what's, what not to do? Then what it, what's the dangers of, of working days and nights and getting tired? And what are some things you should definitely stay away from if you're working a night shift? Obviously alcohol. But. Yeah. <laughs> and then even on those rest times, a lot of these uh, sleep medications, prescription medications or alcohol or Benadryl don't give you that really good REM sleep. You really need to recover. Mm -hmm. You need to train your body. I, when I do that lecture, I talk about it being kind of like training for an athletic event. When you see uh, Michael Phelps getting ready to, to swim uh, a 200 freestyle, he's sitting there and he's got his headphones on and you can see him swimming that whole race in his head and that's what you got to do when you're preparing to go to sleep uh, between those shifts you got to prepare yourself you got to prepare your space you got to turn the lights down turn that thermostat down tell the family to get the heck out turn off the phone turn off the uh, doorbell all that kind of stuff and you prepare mentally for I am going to sleep I'm gonna have good rest uh, so if you don't, then you're really headed for disaster. It's very well documented. If you don't get that sufficient rest, uh, your, your mental abilities goes down, your reaction times, uh, your empathy, your compassion, comp all that gets stressed and your performance goes way, way down. So uh, get that rest and then be able to work through your shift and then uh, we aren't just our jobs. We have to go home. We have to deal with families, the laundry, the dishes, all that kind of stuff. And then also just driving home. If you've worked a 12-hour overnight, that puts you at a huge risk for a crash on the way home. I'm lucky I have just a 15-minute commute, but I have some of my coworkers who drive like an hour to come in, and one of them, they, gets, they put their phone, speakerphone on, and their husband talks them in all the way home. And that is the only way you do it, or you can do podcasts maybe uh, my my commute is too short for podcasts but that keeps you engaged or some kind of music when i'm driving yeah i don't put i uh, don't tip i don't typically put in a cd i'll put on the radio and i'll switch between stations and that keeps me engaged in 
driving ideally, but also engaged in what I'm listening to. Do I like that? Do I not like that? You know, you know, it's like, oh, that's country, not a big fan of crack country. Uh, certainly, certainly a, a good tip for when you're driving home. Probably not one you can put into practice driving code three to a call. No, no yeah, that, that well, you're engaged with the radio, definitely, but yeah. it's not the radio, not looking for, uh, yeah. for progressive ra uh, rock rather than, yeah. <laughs> than just staying away from the country. Oh, perfect. Um, so I'm very passionate about coffee. So when I do my lecture tomorrow, I'll talk about very specific ways you can make really good coffee. Would you like to hear about that? Uh, I will. I'll, I'll definitely attend tomorrow. I don't okay. know if we have time for the intricacies of it okay. here, uh, but I do think that that's just as important because there are a lot of paramedics who just think uh, that the, the you know Folgers and half a scoop is enough. Yeah, but. I have a high tolerance for bad coffee, but I do really enjoy <laughs> a good cup of good coffee, and that delivers. A caffeine boost and caffeine I'll talk about in my lecture is basically a medication and like any medication it's got effects it's got side effects you learn how to titrate it correctly so when you have a 12-hour shift and you work until 7 a.m. you don't have a double cappuccino at 5 because that's gonna hang with you there for six hours yeah you know that's an interesting well cuz you, you say you've, you've sometimes you take a medication if you've said the name of it Some and uh, yeah. people might be taken aback at first like oh yeah. but yeah when you say that I mean if you if uh, critical care paramedics or either you know, work with NICU teams uh-huh caffeine is absolutely a medication yeah. that you're familiar with um, it has a half-life it has side effects and you get addicted to it literally <laughs> uh, and if so when I'm when I'm taking that modafinil to stay awake I use that and that keeps you awake but I have to drink coffee because if I don't, I will get headaches, I'll get a little nauseous because it's caffeine withdrawal. Uh, and my that's, wife too, yeah. So you get dependent on it and I, I will <laughs> happily admit I'm a caffeine addict or at least caffeine dependent. And if I don't get that caffeine, <laughs> I will get headaches, I'll get with the shakes, I'll get withdrawal symptoms and you get that. It's got to the point where sometimes if I was very careful with my caffeine intake so I didn't have it before I go to sleep, I'll wake up in the mid-afternoon and I'll have a headache, and that is headache from caffeine withdrawal. So to help me go back to sleep, I have to ha have just half a cup of coffee. That gets rid of the <laughs> headache, and I can go back to sleep. Well, that sounds... That's, uh, well, I, I, I'm glad I, I have the opposite problem. If I have half a cup of coffee, I'm up. I, I used to be able to do that. but um, So how to stay awake on the night shift? You're giving, you're giving a lecture tomorrow. This will be published probably after that. So. Okay. Um, but if anybody had like a, any questions or wanted to contact you or, or get a, a transcript of your of your speech, uh, do you have a work email that you can? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, Curtis Olson R N. So it's C U R T A S O L S O N R N. Registered nurse at gmail.com. All right, perfect. Um, and this is the EMS Garage podcast with EMS World podcast here in Nashville. Uh, I'm Aaron Gutzman, and uh, click on. Click on the videos and peruse the site for more information on uh, EMS World Expo topics. Okay, stay awake and work safe. <laughs>